What's happening, Soul Fam? Welcome to Onto High Quantum Healing. The podcast is going to help you tap into your psychic abilities, become a fifth dimensional being, and understand the true meaning of ascension. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Onto High, on TikTok, and YouTube at Onto High Quantum Reiki. And if you're ready to step into your sole purpose, becoming an ascension coach and spiritual entrepreneur, check out the links in the description below. Join our academy where we'll teach you everything about energy healing, quantum reiki, onto high alchemy, and how to create the life of your dreams as a six-figure entrepreneur in the spiritual community, bringing us deeper into the golden age. For tarot readings and energy healings, go ahead and check out ontohigh.us for all your resources. In today's episode, we go over how to recover from burnout. Burnout is a very serious condition that ends up affecting people of all ages, races, and situations. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you the top techniques to get out of burnout if you are in burnout. And if you're a healer or a coach, listening to this can help you help your clients get to the next level. I'll also be sharing my personal journey coming out of burnout, being a content creator, where it came from, and how I had to coach myself out of it. Let's get into it. What's happening, SoFam? Happy 2023. So let's talk about burnout and recovering from it, okay? So recovering from burnout, that's what this episode is all about. Why are we going here? Because I had to take a quick, long break. So if you were following me around 2022, um, there was a point where I kind of just like disappeared off the internet and um, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I had to kind of like really understand the process behind that because I had lost all this motivation to do all my stuff and I was feeling really irritable and I just didn't know where I was going for a while. So... I found out that I was called burnout. Burnout is when you have had so much work stress, emotional stress, and it's all coming from the same source, which is usually work or your projects, right? And it can happen for a bunch of different reasons, right? Like you work with people who are really toxic or, um, you know, the, the, maybe the environment itself is not really the people, but the actual physical location could be something that's burned that burns you out. The too much workload that oftentimes comes with specific jobs that we have, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you tend to do everything yourself. So these are, these are just some of the, the reasons, right, that a person can fall into burnout. And sometimes people can fall into burnout too by just being a parent, you know, and having to take care of multiple people and, you know, it really just depends on, on how burnout presents itself uniquely in your reality. And what's really difficult about burnout is identifying it because it presents itself differently for each person. So along this path of me just being like, why did I lose all my motivation? I don't really understand what's happening to me right now. Like, I almost felt like I wanted to disappear and not be and involved in any way, shape or form in media or or in the public eye Um, a lot of it comes with just like having to do all these different things for all these different platforms like and if you're not a content creator I really want you to understand that if you have a favorite content creator there's a lot of work that goes into that like it's not just oh hey I'm just gonna make a video and just pop you know pop it on the on the feed it takes some thinking creativity you know some research to actually have good content that goes on there out there it's actually like a a craft it's like an art right so shout out to your favorite creator um if they're crushing it with their social media goals but for instance instagram i had this ridiculous thing where you need to do like three different posts on uh your your main feed with pictures and you needed like at least six different freaking storylines a week and you need this they you need to like literally 20 different pieces of content a week for you to continuously have growth on Instagram. And that was one of the things that they were literally promoting because they were competing with TikTok. And then TikTok was changing its algorithm so much that TikTok eventually got to a point where if you weren't posting every day, if you you weren't consistently on the app doing something like a live or other 
then you wouldn't get as much reach on TikTok. So you can imagine the struggle, the stress that comes with having to manage your personal business where you work with people one-on-one, having to deal with Instagram's rules, TikTok's rules, and then all the new features that are coming out on YouTube. Actually, YouTube's really good, and I don't complain with YouTube, um, but the main thing is just like YouTube you know, was was starting to come out with shorts. And then everybody's like, well, if YouTube's coming out with shorts, you better be on top of that, you know? And it's this thing, this, this, this process where all these different apps are feeding off of specific creators and there's not much return on that other than engagement, right? It does, a lot of times those don't even translate into numbers when it comes to money when a particular business is in play, right? So you can have a shit ton of followers and not be making the same level of money that that having a shit ton of followers you would assume brings, right? So it was like this really weird experience. And I was still managing my personal groups that I had for Onto High One. I definitely had um, other products that were out that was a bunch of coaching. And I hit this point where I just had complete and total burnout. Like I couldn't think anymore. All my creativity just left. It was gone. It was gone. And I'm a super creative person. I, I've my entire life I've painted. I've I'm a musician. You know, I'm constantly solving algorithms for alchemy. I think of energy healing as like a playground for exploration of of amazingness, of miracles, right? And it was just weird that like my creativity on all levels, like when it even came to being creative with, with spells and shamanism was even dwindling. It wasn't even there. And I was like, oh shit, like what is going on? What is going on? I couldn't connect to people. I had lost my sex drive. It was a really weird experience. And in this, in this experience, I had to ask myself, well, maybe this is, the end of my role as a shaman, maybe I'm stopping channeling because I'm not supposed to be living this life anymore, right? And when I asked that, my body was like, I had this weird tingling sensation. And I was just like, wait, my body is is kind of like telling me a no. And I feel that like somehow I'm interpreting this tingling as a no. That's not what it is. And then I started asking questions and I started asking questions and I started asking questions like, why, where does this come from? You know, how do I make this better? And I was having an internal dialogue with myself, similar to recovering from PTSD. A lot of you that know my story, um, I, the reason why I got really good into energy medicine and this whole project of Antohy became a thing is because I, I saved myself from PTSD Um, And it was very severe and I couldn't feed myself and all these other things. So with training from that experience, I used it in this experience with burnout. And I was like, okay, there's this work PTSD that's pretty much happening. That's how I interpreted burnout. How do you help a regular person get out of their PTSD? And it was like, okay, you need to do things one step at a time. And you can't be too abrupt, but you need to have resistance when you shift somebody who has PTSD. You have to also remember that a lot of what's happening with PTSD is thought, right? So thought controls reality, it creates your perception on things, it creates manifestations. So in that opportunity, it was like, okay, well, what I'm feeling right now are thoughts that are making me experience the illusion of burnout. And burnout is a manifestation because I'm not supposed to be doing things the way that I've been doing them. It's not healthy rather from my consciousness or from my body, right? And I had that mental process with myself to give myself that opportunity to say I'm being heard, right? I'm I'm giving myself the opportunity to hear myself, connect to myself by simply asking where does this come from? How is this happening? And being aware. Awareness is the one of the first things that you have to use to really step into your vibration of healing from any form of PTSD because you can have PTSD from getting divorced. You can have PTSD from, you know, having to be a social person for such a long time and that's not really who you feel like you are. You know, you can have 
just so many different PTSD variations, but it starts with awareness and the awareness of knowing that if you work with yourself, you'll be able to make changes, right? And after you've been able to put yourself in that position of just momentum moving forward, making some level of progress, progress is available and you're going to work towards progress, you start shifting reality. That's when you start saying, hey, hey, reality, I'm super, super ready for a new level of experience. I'm willing to work with you so we can both shift ourselves, right? And this all started happening again. Number one, okay, here are the tips that I'm going to really tell you for burnout. Write them down. Number one, like I shared with you, I started tracking my stress levels. I started realizing I felt burnt out when I was making videos on all these different platforms trying to meet their standards because otherwise I wasn't going to get visibility. All my stress came from content creation on apps that were not paying me to do that. Like I literally make money living my life (laughs) in other ways than I was making money posting on Instagram or TikTok. And sometimes you think, oh, on these platforms, these creators are making a ton of money. They're really not. They're making pennies, you know, like a penny every thousand views. You know what I mean? Assuming that you have really good content, that's still, it's going to add up eventually, but that takes a lot of momentum for it to actually pay your bills, you know? And there's these ridiculous standards where, I had to be like, okay, I feel like I'm a slave. I'm a slave to the algorithm. Literally, I am a slave to an algorithm. I, I voluntarily became a slave without realizing that I chose that reality, right? And I had to, that's that's where it started, tracking my stress levels, right? That was number one. Number two was to identify the stressors. The stressor was I didn't feel valued on any of these platforms, okay? Identifying the stressor was looking at, yes, Instagram, TikTok, you know, um, the competition of YouTube shorts coming out, having to juggle all these other content pieces that I had. And I was like, okay, it's not really that these platforms are not, you know, they're not really like paying out. It's not really that. It's just like I'm putting all this work into it. I'm losing sleep. I'm losing tranquility. I'm losing valuable time with my family. And for what? Why Why does it matter? Why is it here? Why is it happening? And I said it, it's because I don't feel valued. It was like a really weird feeling. Like I fall back into the trance right now talking about it because I'm like, it was such a deep awakening where it was like, I'm not showing myself self-worth by being a slave to the algorithm. Like I'm degrading myself by not following my flow, my dharma, my divine purpose. At that same time, as soon as I had that awakening, I stepped into this level of like witnessing that my my marketing team at the time was just adding more projects to a problem that was already unsustainable. So I'd be like, okay, you know, I have all these projects going on. We have a deadline for X, Y, and Z. And they'd be like, oh, well, let's make a brand new project and a brand new project. I'm the only content creator i'm the only person creating all the ideas i need time to create the idea to record the idea to study the idea because i don't like just pumping things out without knowing what they do that's not ethically correct in my my opinion of shamanism you need to know what the fuck you're giving out to people so people can use it and it needs to be really heavily researched otherwise you're part of the world problem is how i see it right and I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be ethically correct in helping every person achieve their goals, no matter what that goal is, with tested, proven methodologies, right? It's kind of like where I come from. So I had to sit there and I'd be like, you know, I had to fire everybody. I literally fired 30 plus people like overnight. And I I did it. I know it was super fucking abrupt. And if you're listening to this podcast, my bad. Um, but I had to listen to every fiber in my being and I felt like every cell was like, these people are not in alignment. I have to move forward. You're going to fucking burn out. And my body was almost like responding like death. Like you're going to die, Axel. You're going to die if you keep doing this. 
and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to die. Like, I'm just going to let go of the old and I'm going to embrace the new. Even though it's scary, it doesn't even make sense right now, but I need to listen to this opportunity right now. I was tracking my stressors, okay? I had to make sure that I tracked my stress levels and I was identifying my stressors. And then I started creating a habit of exploring myself and my body. That was the third one that I really, I would tell you to do. Create a habit that makes you feel amazing. Some people would say create a habit of journaling, which I do think journaling is very valuable. Um, I've started doing it since 2023 started. um, And I actually got started in December, to be honest. Journaling just helps your ideas flow out. It's a lot. It's a stress relieving because at least you put it on paper and it's not just something floating in your mind. Um, By doing that, you will stay more focused, right? So you can definitely journal. But I started exploring what made me happy and what didn't make me happy. And I started exploring um, what would remind me of burnout. So I started noticing that when I went to a specific coffee shop, I would only ever go to that coffee shop to get out of my house because I was feeling frustrated from the burnout. And I was like, oh, I need to create a I need to create a habit of not coming here because every time I come to this coffee shop, I'm I'm reinforcing a pattern of stress subconsciously. And now I'm aware of it because I'm looking for the patterns. I started creating a habit of like self-analysis, which is like a form of, I guess, journaling. Um, but I do it all in my head. It's, it's always been something in my head or like quick notes that I write everywhere. You know what I mean? Everyone has their own process, but create a habit of understanding who you are and where you are. So I stopped going to those to the coffee shops that I, I used to like frequent for that. Then I started realizing that because I wasn't going to that coffee shop, my cravings for coffee were starting to go down as well. And I was like, okay, well, I guess coffee is associated to stress. And then around this time, I was like, losing my hair and my my hairline was receding and I was freaking out and if you look on my Instagram some of the last videos that are still up there because I haven't been on Instagram since um it was about me like on this journey to like freaking heal my hairline because I've always had a great set of hair my hair has had stopped like growing it wasn't coming in as thick my hairline was receding and I was just starting to freak out this is so abnormal because every guy in my family has a full thick head of hair and I was just like whoa man like pay attention to your body like you have to make sure that you're you're paying attention to not drinking more coffee because I had this intuitive response that I needed to drink more water and not have so much coffee because I was dehydrated um, that whole journey basically led me to, to understand that I had too much fire in my anatomy and my health if you study Ayurveda. So too much fire burns out like your hair follicles, makes your skin really dry, um, you know, dry mouth, you can have liver problems, you have anger issues. There's a lot of different things that were happening and I'm like burn out fire element (laughs) and I'm like okay this makes total sense and one of the things that really blew my mind um you know tracking my habits and just understanding myself was that I was craving lamb for like a long time and that's the only meat I would eat I've been vegetarian for like literally ever until burnout began and I started craving lamb and lamb and lamb and lamb and lamb so doing qigong and energy work and studying a little bit more about my body as I do you know, medically for my clients, I realized, and I, I found it in like Qigong texts that when you crave lamb, it's because you have an excess of fire or you need more fire in your body. And everything else was just saying too much fire, too much fire, too much fire. So then I started paying attention to that and doing things so I could bring more water. I started drinking more water and I started working with my body intuitively so that I could become a different version of myself. Now, this is taking months. Sometimes people want a shift so instantaneously. They want it now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You can do certain shifts really quick. 
but other ones actually require the shaping of your consciousness. This is shamanism. What I'm sharing with you is my personal journey and how I think as a shaman when I'm going through some shit, you know? So number one, you got to track your stress levels. Number two, you got to identify your stressors. Number three, you need to create a habit of self-understanding or self-monitoring, self-listening to your body or even journaling because that's part of the analysis. And then you also have to step into step four, okay, which is seeking a professional that can help you out of your situation. And I know that that might seem like weak, right? And you might be even asking like, well, Axel, you're known for doing really advanced energy healing. Why didn't you just do all of it yourself? Because by saying that you are so strong that you don't need someone else's perspective is just ignorance. And it's a personal trap from those who attained wisdom for a split second and then let it go or got swallowed by the illusion of having wisdom. Because wisdom always equates to there. there's answers everywhere. And sometimes those answers come from other people or they come outside of ourselves. And sometimes we can't see things from our current perspective, because it's just not in alignment. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just not currently available to us. But when we're working with someone else, they can point it out and you're like, oh, whoa, crazy. I never even thought about it that way. I never saw that. Whoa, mind blown. Right? And then all the work that you've been personally doing translates directly to the work and the unlockings of a good coach, a good coach. I'm telling you, Listen to me. There are a lot of shitty coaches out there. Some of them are really good at making themselves look bomb as fuck. But there are many shitty out there, okay? So you take your time to find people that you're in alignment with. My coach, she's so enlightened. She is so amazing. She, you know, really specifically works with the 11th chakra, which is my thing. If you, you know, know all about me, I love the 11th chakra. You know, it's my thing. It's just like where I want to hang out all the time. So I had aligned with her. And what was really cool was like, I had gone to Ojai, um, trying to kind of at the beginning of 2023, uh, 2022, sorry, I had gone to uh, Ojai, California, and I loved it. It was just so pretty where I stayed. And it was great. And um, I shared it all over social media and that was part of me trying to get away from Detroit because I thought like maybe being in Detroit where it's gloomy and all these other things are happening, um, it's kind of bringing me down, right? Let me go to like the West Coast. I've never been to the West Coast and I can like have, have fun and experiences there and blah, 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 right? Um, and, uh, while I was out there, I kind of just, uh, I had epiphanies that were so powerful in Ojai. And then when I got home, one of the epiphanies in Ojai was like, get a coach. Uh, and I was like, January, February, when I was out there, of 2022. And then I came home, I randomly just hired a coach. I, I don't even know how I got to this person, honestly. I just did a bunch of like research. I felt aligned with her photo. I didn't look at where she was or whatever. I just knew that she had online zoom sessions and I booked with her um then when I'm in my first session with her we were talking she was doing a session and she's like I don't know why but I keep seeing oh hi oh hi oh hi she's like and that's where I live and I'm like what and she's like yeah she's like I live in oh hi why and I was like I just got back from oh hi oh my god and the synchronicity was there which then showed me again the cosmos is like axel this is the path to recovering from burnout right so i had to track my stress levels identify my stressors create a habit of self-understanding and then i had to seek a coach that was gonna help me out and help me just like literally hit the next level so number five Number five was all about having support from the people around you. These shifts, when you're going through burnout, the self-understanding that takes time requires you to change. And change is not always easy. I had to let go of a lot of projects. 
and ask myself what projects that I really want to dedicate myself to and what's my fundamental goal at the end of the day, right? With Anto High and Quantum Reiki, what is my fundamental goal? And I was like, it's to make Anto High as big as possible so so many people around the world can benefit from it and and really have it be self-sustainable. I want Anto High to be self-sustainable. I don't want it to be like having to be the same way it's always been. Like I want it to be more powerful, greater than that. And then I, I suddenly started having conversations with my friends where they started asking me really deep questions. Like, you know, what's one way that you can feel valued? And somehow I got to YouTube and I'm like, you know, YouTube is really easy to make money off of. The content is evergreen. If you know how to make it evergreen, I can use it from my websites. I can use it from my blog. And the people who are willing to watch a YouTube video are definitely more into wanting to do the work than somebody who is watching a video on TikTok for 60 seconds who wants to understand how to manifest a Lamborghini out of thin, thin air in 60 seconds. You know what I mean? People on YouTube are willing to actually watch a whole 20-minute segment of you teaching them how to do that. And then that's a higher likelihood that that person's going to be realistic with their own training. They have a higher level of awareness. They're going to go out. They're going to practice. They're going to see the results. They're going to come back. They're going to keep growing, right? That That is a systematic way to keep Anto High on track to reach everyone on the planet so we can change this globe and i couldn't have done that honestly without my friends no shit i'm not no but no there's no i will not take anything less than each one of my friends my close friends being an integral part uh, an instrumental piece in the universal consciousness of everything that was talking to me they would ask me questions that changed the way I was thinking because these people, it makes me teary-eyed because these people actually know me. And, you know, you have a good friend, you have a good network of people. When people hear you and they and you say, yo, I am burnt out. I have no creativity. I don't know how to find it. I don't know who I am right now because that's who I've always been, you know, and I'm just trying to figure it out. And I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared going through this process, but I'm going to keep moving anyway. I'm going to keep moving forward because the answer is right in front of me. And if I give into what I'm feeling fully, I'm going to miss the mark. I'm going to miss what's in front of me. And you got to keep going. That's the narrative, right? And then being able to have people hear you say that, and then want to support you to keep moving forward is amazing. And I and I hope every person on this planet can experience that. Because a good friend is going to hear you. And then they're going to support you. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to remind you, is this really what you want to do? Yesterday you said this, though. This doesn't sound aligned with what you said yesterday. I think you should think about what you said yesterday. And just someone just... Giving you subtle reminders like that. And if you can do that for somebody else when they're when they're hitting burnout, that's there's no amount of money that can describe the value in those experiences. And I get teary-eyed, and it's weird because in the past I didn't know this feeling. I didn't know this feeling of um being supported, you know, it's been this experience of letting go. It's like a trust fall, and then having people actually catch you um, when you thought nobody was there to actually catch you, you know. So it's a really amazing experience. So recap: number one, <laughs> track your your stress levels. Number two, identify your stressors. Number three. Create a habit of self-understanding and self-monitoring. Seek out a coach that is actually aligned with you is number four. And then rely on a support network. Build a support network. 
people who actually are there for you. And throughout the rest of 2022, I was really aligning myself with individuals in my own community and, you know, in in all these different weird places. You know what I mean? It was really amazing just to kind of know that I, I had all these weird places that I could go to, right? I started taking yoga. And this is a, actually an episode I'm going to do a little bit later, doing yoga for 30 days straight. This is number six. You got to get some yoga in. Somebody might tell you get exercise in, but I particularly tell you yoga because yoga forces you to stretch out your meridians, which then clear out your chakras while simultaneously restructuring your body. And then if you're doing yoga while you're doing quantum Reiki or onto high, you just take it to the next level. You're really doing deep, deep, deep energy work, energy clearing. So for some people, yoga is not the thing. If yoga is not your thing, then exercise. But exercise was part of the routine. And one of the things that led me to exercise, being number six, right, was the fact that um, when I started losing my fa- my hair, I was just like, okay, well, how do I you know, stop this from happening? And one of them was getting more serotonin in your body. And I was like, okay, well, how do you get more serotonin in your body? Through exercise. (laughs) And I was like, damn. And at the time, I was eating a lot of sugar. I was not working out. I was barely leaving the house. I was just making content. And, you know, I was fat. You know, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I had a fat booty. And my pants were not fitting. And my legs were super heavy. So I was like, fine. And I was asking, like, around the time, I was like, okay, I need help, I need help, like, what's another way? And that's what I do. I, like, I kind of put myself in a meditative state, and I, once I'm really deep in there, I'm like, I need help. Give me the answer. I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to, you know, get to the next level. Give me the answer. Show me the answer. I'm willing to accept it. I'm ready for it. And then I, like, surrender um, to the possibility of, of, of just the thoughts, you know, like whatever comes through is an answer, you know, it didn't come from my head, it's not imaginative, even if it doesn't make sense right now, it's totally gonna make sense, write it all down, I asked a question, I'm gonna assume everything that comes through is fucking true and an answer from something, right, and I started rolling with that, and one of them was like, okay, you gotta do yoga, so then I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign up, I was like, I'll, I'll only do yoga if yoga is closer to my house than the gym uh, because I have a gym subscription and I never go to the fucking gym. I was like, so if it's closer than, I, than that, then fine, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll sign up for it. So then I look really quick and there's this place literally down the block from my house that I've never noticed. And it's a yoga studio and they do hot yoga and they do yin yoga and they do sambals and they do all these other things over there. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to follow the crumbs. I was like, literally it's down the street. I, Axel, you literally said if it's closer to the gym than the gym, you're going to go. I literally need to get into my car and drive 15, 20 minutes to get to the gym. So it's just kind of like, ah, <laughs> oh, okay, universe, I'm just going to do it. I started doing yoga and while I'm doing yoga, I'm starting to really get these synchronicities and one of the biggest synchronicities for me on the first day when I got there um I did the class and I'm like oh man Bikram was so hard I'm like I don't think this is for me I think I fucked up and I was like damn I got like 30 days into this like am I just gonna show up for one class and waste the rest of the money like what am I gonna do here right and I was having like that whole debate as I'm putting on my shoes and I looked up and there was this huge piece of selenite uh no sorry of citrine a huge piece of citrine and on it very lightly very like you can't you can barely see it there's a dragon ball on it from dragon ball z it's the same dragon ball from my set of dragon ball z dragon balls that i got for one of my birthdays many years ago it was the same dragon ball and you could barely see it and i saw it and i'm like okay, this is a sign. Like, it's the same thing that I have in my house that I cherish and I look at all the time. This is a sign. Axel, you're supposed to be here. This is your this is your place. This is your home. So I said, okay, fine. Let's do it. And I, I'm telling you, it's the best decision I've ever made. Not only has it made me skinnier, but it has also given me, like, the time to dedicate 90 minutes every day to myself 90 minutes every day 
to understand who I am through my body, through my energy work. And there is nothing that is more important than getting to know who I am if I want to recover from burnout. That is your main priority is to reconnect with yourself. Reconnecting with yourself takes time. One of the things that you're going to learn through this process of burnout is that you're going to have to love yourself and you're going to have to fall in love with love again because you fell out of love with something in your reality. And if you used to be passionate about what you do and now you can't find it because you hit burnout, you fell out of love in it. You forgot your why. You need to find that why. And that why requires some time because there's some space between you and where you want to really hit your next peak. Okay. Number one, track your stress levels. Two, identify your stressors. Three, create a habit of self-understanding. Four, find a coach that can definitely help you. Five, rely on a network of people that love you or find them if you don't have them. Get some yoga into your body is number six. And number seven, you have to start really speaking up for the downloads that you get. And this one's probably the hardest part of the journey so far. If you thought the rest of it was like, damn, like that's intense. Well, there came a point where I was hitting burnout and I got asked to sign up for projects that honestly, to be 100% honest, would made, would have made me like several hundred thousand dollars. But at the moment, I had to listen to my body and I had to put everything I had into practice because the human you is like business, money, yes, right? And then my body's like, no, <laughs> like that's more chores. That's more shit you got to do. You're, you're almost about to literally completely incinerate. Like, no. And in that moment, there were like tests, I guess. I felt like there were tests, like they were too good to pass up. And it was like the universe was like, are you listening or are you just going to go back into the shit that you've been doing for a hot minute? And uh, I thought to myself, no, I should listen to my body because I don't want to hate myself. And I don't want to have myself say, I told you so. So I'm going to just let this opportunity pass. And I'm going to trust that another opportunity is going to present itself once I've answered my cure for burnout, right? Like I have to stick to this path no matter how good it is to get off. I have to stay focused. I have to stay focused. What's the goal here? The goal here is to really align yourself with your next level self. This is all happening for you, Axel. This is all happening for you. Every step of the way has made it even clearer where you need to go, what you need to do, and you almost have all the answers. You got this. Keep moving. Keep going. You're almost there. And it was like a a really, you know, it was like a really deep experience of having to speak up for myself to the cosmos and turn on opportunities because I had to love myself more. I had to love my health more than money, which is a contradiction to some of the spells that I was doing in 2021, which I was specifically just manifesting money at large amounts and large degrees. And... It was great, but it led me to where I was at. So it was almost like the universe was like, are you really ready to let go of money alchemy and step into health? Are you really are you ready to step into wealth, well health, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. And I, I started just telling people, no, that doesn't really align with me right now. I got a lot going on, but thank you. I appreciate it. Maybe in the future when I'm in alignment, we can definitely do that, right? I had to tell people I can't really hang out for a while just because of the fact that, like, I got so much going on. Like, I can't. I can't. I just, I hope you understand. And just communicating to people. I'm taking a sabbatical. 
I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do that thing, because I'm overloaded, like, you know, there's a different way you can communicate with that, with every person, but most importantly, is to listen to the voices that come to you, and speak on their behalf, into your reality, by, by reaffirming, I choose my health over money, you're saying, I choose well health, wealth, over just having money, I, I choose the whole experience of being well-rounded by turning down something that's not in alignment with you. So you have to track your stress levels, identify your stressors, create a habit of self-understanding, seek out a coach, build a support of friends and families that really love you, get enough yoga into your system, speak up for yourself, and learn as many stress management techniques as you can. I started doing energy work. I tried out new different modalities just to see if one of them would spark one of the cogs moving. Not because I doubted Antahai or anything like that. I practice Antahai every day. It's part of it. And Antahai has taught me that Antahai exists in everything. So my experience with Antahai is basically like if I'm exploring another modality, it can then kind of give me the missing pieces to my own formulas that are, are unique to my own universe. And I can plug it in and I can fix it with Antahai. It's literally how I think. Or I can shift it with Antahai or I can whatever with Antahai. So I started just like doing that. I started going on walks with my dogs. I started making sure that... You know, I stopped eating sugar because I know sugar is associated to stress. I started drinking more water. I started just really reading more about how to be in the now because a lot of me was stuck in the future. So I started reading more Buddhism books, more Taoism books. I started reading, uh, you know, more Law of Attraction, ancient, ancient Egyptian alchemy type stuff. And I started coming back into these, these stress management techniques. And honestly, it brought me to this moment of even connecting deeply with voodoo, which led me to connecting deeper with my ancestry. And that was therapeutic because there's a lot of dancing that goes into that. And there's music and there's specific things that you can do that it's like a... Uh, it's, it is therapy. Like, I know a lot of rituals don't seem that way, but some rituals just put you in a trance and you check out and you're not here and you don't have to do anything, right? You just have to align yourself with whatever it is that you feel is, is stress relieving. And it's going to be different for each person. I know people who specifically dance. I know people who rock climb. I know people who want to talk to a counselor every day. It, it really just depends on stress management techniques that are empowering you, right? Because if you're going to a coach every day, you don't want them to just listen to you. You want them to help you rediscover your own answers and move forward from there. Then we go into number, what are we, nine? Nine, we're going to make sure that you balance the problem now with your current reality. So not everyone has the ability to just disappear for a minute until they can realign themselves, basically. So if you don't have that option, you need to start immediately right now with your burnout process with all the tips that I've given you and understanding how to apply these tips in similar fashions that I have in my personal life. But one thing that's really, really important is even communicating it maybe with your boss, communicating it with your teammates so that they can be of that support network for you. Also, communicate with your partner. Try to get your partner to understand that you're, that you're going through burnout and what that could mean for both of you, right? Because part of my work-life balance is that I work with my husband and, you know, he he was seeing me slow down and I had to like just tell him I feel burnt out I can't you know like there's too much going on and being able to to work with my coworker, <laughs> basically and and have that level of understanding and then the other teammates that I I was acquiring after the huge layoff that I basically did was 
was huge. You know what I mean? I, it was like a, a, a balance of delegating tasks. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to delegate tasks to other people so you don't drown, right? You got to stick to what you're really good at. I was really good at, I'm really good at creating content. I'm not really good at doing, you know, the money management and the PR and talking to people. Like That's not my thing unless we're in a one-on-one session. Like, I do not do well <laughs> with emails. Like, that's just not, I, I never check my email. Like, I just cannot. Um, so, yeah, I have other people check my email, you know. And you, you have to be able to look at yourself, especially if you're ADHD. I'm, you know, I don't like saying I'm ADHD, but to the average person, like, I'm hella ADHD, right? I have my process, I work with it, and I succeed. But... Yeah, the, one of the things through the ADHD process, I guess, has been, like, I cannot fucking read emails or anything like that. If you can't talk to me directly on WhatsApp, it ain't happening, you know? <laughs> like, it's got, like, that kind of, like, vibe going on. So you have to create a work-life balance, and that's exactly what I just started doing. And I started telling my friends, hey, you know, especially the ones that started working with me most recently, shout out to all my Aunt High crew. I love you. You're so amazing. And I just, I would be in a totally different place without you um on my anti coaches uh yeah so like they they came through and then i started telling them this is what you're really good at this is what i need help with and then you know i would focus on what i was really good at so i could recharge that takes off things off of your plate if you have to understand that you need to change your 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 freaking schedule around so you can make work-life balance happen great if that means you gotta wake up at 6 a.m to do your shit fucking dope do that right dedicate your time to yourself to heal your burnout process is only going to go as fast as you're willing to completely invest yourself in your transformation okay like all of these different steps are investments into my transformation which is ultimately getting me here right now talking about it like it's been months in the making for me to be able to sit here and have this this podcast passionately and actually share this adventure with you and yeah i'm looking at it as an adventure i'm not looking at it as like oh my god it's an illness i'm mentally ill or deficient or whatever like i'm not gonna look at it that way this is an adventure and all adventures will come to an end (laughs) so no big deal this too shall pass right and this is a passing wave it's teaching me a lot so i can help other people later overcome their burnout which i'm doing right now manifestation hey right so you end up like looking at the greater ecosystem of every action that you're doing and you find some level of work like ba- the work life balance another thing with work like work life balance another thing with work life balance is that you need to understand that if you're if you have to create very specific boundaries, you need to do it, right? I started telling my students, you can only message me between this time and this time. After that, I'm not responding to you until the next day between this time and this time, okay? And uh, they were like, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, I understand. I still would get messages from people outside of those time zones because my students were accustomed to messaging me at any time of the day 4 a.m 5 a.m 3 a.m midnight 10 o'clock 9 o'clock right whatever time that led to me not having my own psychic space that was not work-life balanced so I had to make sure I told everybody these are my boundaries I will not respond to you out of these boundaries like that's it like just be totally aware Again, I had to speak up for myself after I identified one of the stressors, and then I had to put that into motion, right? I had to put that into building even a support network with my students where they understood, okay, yeah, I understand. And I was very clear with them. For my mental health reasons, I'm going to only respond between these time these time frames. I was clear, and I was letting them know so they could support me I wasn't really giving them an option because it's like, this has to happen, period. There's no room for this. Like, this is how it's going to work down. And if you don't understand, like, this is why I'm doing it because of mental health issues, then you do not have to be in the anti-community because you're not paying attention to any of the work that we're talking about in class in general, right? And everyone was great. Everyone was like, we all totally understand, you know? We're totally there with you. So you have to create work-life balance. Number 10, doing things you enjoy. Now this, this for me was like doing things you love. And 
it was through this channeling of all this experience throughout 2022 that around September-ish, um, actually like around June, around June, I started getting a lot of imposters on the internet. I started getting um, people who started trademark and copyright infringing my work and then taking advantage of people on the internet using my name and I had to put all that to a stop and that was another thing where I'm like I'm trying to recover from fucking burnout and I got all these imposters that are literally swindling people and I had to like send them a cease and desist and I had to do this and I had to do that and it, it, that was a new journey because I had never had to do that ever before you know, and getting lawyers involved. And that was like, okay. Pff. And there was times where I was just feeling like, yo, one thing after another, one thing after another, like, pff, I was doing great. Like, how the fuck did I manifest this next situation? And then I was looking at myself and I'm like, okay, all of 2022, all this burnout stuff is forcing you to let go of the old and embrace the new because where you're going is so next level that now there's people that want to copy you and like, Right off your coattails and steal your shit from right under you. <laughs> it's literally the awareness I had. And then I was like, okay, fine. And I I said, how, how can I make this better? And when I said that to myself, I was really just asking myself. I was like, how can I make this better? And it said, you got to do something that will make you happy or will give you some sort of joy. And I said, well, I really like doing live workshops. I love love doing live workshops because I get to meet you. I get to know who you are. I get to share space with you and help you grow. And everyone involved gets to witness pure magic in the making, like right there in front of your eyes. No denying it. That's just part of the process, right? And I was just like, I was like, okay, let me set up I need, in order for me to overcome this, you know, trademark thing and all these imposters, I got to reteach basically quantum Reiki. And I said, I'm going to do quantum Reiki three, a live workshop. I've never done that before. And we're going to see how that happens. And I was afraid. I was like, this is probably going to lead me to burnout. And one of the things when you do burnout is like, once you, once you've hit burnout, you try to recover and you don't do it right. If you hit burnout a second time, you completely abandon your craft and you never go back to it. Because there's intense trauma associated to it. And I was like, I need to be really careful because I don't want to not keep teaching people. I don't I don't want to let go of helping people transform themselves. <laughs> I don't want to let go of doing that. I love it. So I have to tread lightly. So I did Onto High Quantum Reiki 3, the instructor level. And the first class was amazing. It was great. It was amazing. It was, it was so refreshing. And my soul through that process was like, this is where I belong. This is what I need to be doing. This is it. You know, this is what life is about. Look how fun this is. And then the next workshop came out. And then the workshop that came out was a little bit different, but I still loved it. I loved it. It was, it was a new challenge. Then the workshop after that, and the workshop after that, and the workshop after that, I taught six seven classes maybe um all through october with different levels of people well at one point we had over 44 people in a class um we had more than 300 people sign up like it was great it was an amazing experience and everyone made friends and we made a better community and all those people graduated because they got so impacted at quantum reiki 3 they graduated into wanting to take onto high alchemy one and many of them want to take onto high alchemy two to become the next level doctors of energy medicine to become an ascended master and help other people attain ascension and it was cool because through this process of working with them i kept hearing very similar messages oh my god you used to do tarot tuesdays and like i used to love those i used to love those oh my god are you gonna go back to making those and i started hearing that and I was just like, well, I do love tarot, but I stopped doing tarot because I started getting a bunch of people giving me negative feedback on the internet. 
and I stopped doing stuff like that because people were like, Tarot's fake or blah, 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 blah. And one of the things I noticed after I heard all these people saying, I love your tarot readings, was that I was focusing a lot on the negative comments that were generated on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on every other platform. My attention had gravitated to that negativity. I could, and, and it's so easy. It's so much easier to see negative because a lot of people are, are more easily willing to be negative than they are willing to be nice. So it's so easy to see the negative and not see the positive when someone's usually like telling you, hey, this is amazing, right? Um, physically. And I had, to, I had to hear it. I had to hear it from my students. And then one day I was like, yeah, I want to do tarot. I'm going to fucking do tarot. I love doing tarot. I haven't done it in a while. I stopped doing it because I felt like nobody wanted to hear my voice. I'm going to fucking do tarot. And then in that moment when I felt that inspiration, which I hadn't had that inspiration in such a long time, I said, awareness. <laughs> I, I didn't say awareness, but I had this moment of awareness, right? And I, I said to myself, whoa, I haven't felt like this in a really long time. I have not felt like this need, this inspiration to go and and fucking read tarot like i haven't had this in a really long time what is driving this thought right now what is the core of this thought and then i as soon as i heard i i asked that question i i heard immediately from the nothingness it's because you're doing it out of love you're doing it because you love your students and they're they're like your kids they're asking you to make tarot because it's helping them and you want to help your kids just like any other like parent right and i was like oh wow i'm doing this out of love i'm doing this out of love and that's where the inspiration came and then and then i, I was like i gotta do more things that i love i used to love doing yoga and I was like, oh, subconsciously, I started doing yoga already because I knew deep down at a fibric, you know, level, at a cellular level, my body knew it was all going to make sense. And I would realize that I wanted to do yoga, right? So it was, it's a very amazing thing. You got to do it with people you enjoy. Don't do things you love with people you don't like, girl. That's counterproductive, don't be dumb, <laughs> but definitely even shit, go, go do stuff by yourself. Sometimes when you do stuff by yourself, it's amazing. You don't need anybody else involved. You need to make sure number 12, the diet thing. I've already men mentioned this multiple times, but you know, I cut out sugar. I cut out liquor. I cut out, um, weed for a time. I've even decided I don't want to smoke weed anymore because it doesn't hit me the same way. And that was a whole different epiphany that I had. Um, where I kind of just realized that the weed I used to smoke when I was a kid was totally different than the weed that they're coming out now because they're like spraying it with trash and it's all GMO and whatever and whatever. And I was just like, this is it's not for me anymore, right? And progressively, my body and I have been shifting out of not doing weed unless I can find organic weed or I can grow it myself or something you know and I found a couple shops in Detroit that definitely they they have everything in-house and never leaves the facility you know and you can tell the difference when you smoke it like you can literally even in edibles like you can really tell the difference there's a little different level of care of love there's no chemicals and that's kind of like where I'm at now so that was part of my diet like I like smoking, but I also realized that when I smoked sativa, I was in a much better place than when I was smoking indica. And I used to smoke indica all the time, and it's okay. I'm not saying indica's bad for you. I just, it wasn't helping my burnout. Indica was not helping my burnout. It wasn't motivating me to fucking do anything because <laughs> I got couch locked, you know? And doing sativa, I was like, yeah, okay, like, how do we sit here and problem solve and think and ask the right questions? And Axel, how do you be your own coach? And if you had a client that was going through this right now, what would you be telling them right now? What would you want them to do that's real, right? And that's how you become a dope-ass healer. You go through some shit, 
you monitor all of it and you keep track of it. And the diet thing is serious. Like I came to understand, okay, I had, I was craving lamb that led me to fire. Like, oh shit, too much fire in my body. I'm feeling dehydrated. You know, I my gallbladder meridian where my, my hair is receding. I was looking at all this shit and I'm like, all right, more water, you know, make sure you're, you're doing all the things that you got to do and just keep paying attention to your diet. I stopped watching negative content. I stopped listening to any music that I didn't feel was like feeding my soul. I just did everything, everything that's going to make me feel inspired. And one of the things I realized that, you know, part of my diet, it was, I would stop working and I'd immediately go watch like Mind Valley or Gaia, which is like dense as material. It's like you're you're switching out one one high process um, subject matter for another, right? It's not like just turning on anime. So then I started switching my habits, and I said part of my diet is like I cannot just do a ton of intense stuff and not give myself time to recharge. Instead of watching Gaia or Mind Valley, then I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna watch anime. Some anime that doesn't require me to be like fully invested in it. And one of those that, like, if you watched it, if you fell asleep and you picked up 10 episodes later, you would know exactly what was going down, you know. I started watching one of those, and that helped me break down my mind. And then progressively, I would turn on freaking anime, and I would do yoga while I'm watching anime. And it started becoming a part of my life. It wasn't no longer, like, I have to do them at separate times. They integrated and started helping me shift. And this, you know, now I'm, this morning I woke up at freaking 6 a.m. to do yoga. And I did it for an, for 90 minutes, you know what I mean? While I was in my living room with anime on and just chilling, you know? So you have to practice just being mindful, being aware of yourself, right? You need to practice meditation. You need to practice energy work. If it's not obvious by now, that was going to be one of the parts of this. You need to practice energy work. Quantum Reiki or onto high, I guarantee if you do the steps in this in this particular episode for recovering from uh, burnout and you take those classes, I guarantee you, you're going to shift out of it. If you know any other form of energy medicine or, or anything like that, integrate them into your practice. A lot of healers heal other people but don't know how to apply that medicine to themselves. That's why if you can only do it one way, there is room for improvement. I can tell you for sure I can manifest almost anything I I can manifest for another person for myself. There are a few things that I can't, but I'm getting there. One day it's going to happen. It's going to be here, right? So these are just, you know, 13 different vibrations of burnout recovery, okay? Um, One track your stress levels two identify your stressors three create a habit of self-understanding four you got to find an onto high coach or somebody who is just as amazing who really knows their craft and can help you see things from a different perspective follow your intuition on that number five build a support system around you rely on your friends Rely on your family, and if you can't, go somewhere where you can simply just share space with other people who might be willing to learn. Number six, get into some yoga, especially hot yoga is what did it for me. I love it, okay? Get into it. Number seven, you got to speak up for the things that you're downloading. You need to manifest those downloads into your reality by setting clear boundaries in your reality. Number eight is is what I would say uh, if we if we did seven in a two-parter, seven would be part A, speak up for yourself. Part B, set up boundaries. You need to speak on behalf of your reality and those speakings need to be boundaries that help you succeed. And it's not going always to be easy, but it's definitely there for you. Number Eight, learn how to do some stress management techniques, okay? That's super important if it's from painting to dancing to voodoo (laughs) to cooking, whatever. Get into it. 
work it, explore all avenues until something sticks. Because something right now will stick for your ailment, which is burnout. And then if later you're dealing with something different, there's going to be a different stick. Okay. Number nine, you got to enforce that work-life balance. Number 10, you got to do things you love and you got to do things from love. If you got to start off with happiness first, life first, and then work your way into love as you explore your vibration, do that. That is part of you honoring yourself, but you got to ultimately find the love. The love is what's going to bring you the health. The love is what's going to really bring you what's called kama. Kama is pleasure in Sanskrit and in uh, the Hindu teachings. 11, you need to allow yourself to follow a healthy diet. And number number 11 is going to be a two-parter because with a healthy healthy diet, you need to also create healthy, healthy sleep cycles and healthy habits of ingesting content, right? So 11 is a two-parter. Number 12, practice mindfulness every day, okay? So we technically have 12 fundamental principles. If you break them down, they're basically going to be 14 because some of them are two-parters. But yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's how you get through it. And it's going to be a journey. You're only going to get through it as fast as you're dedicated to your transformation and you're listening to your body and you're allowing yourself to digest it and understanding that burnout is a sign of the old no longer being in alignment with you. It's not a bad thing. It's a new thing. It's not something to lament. It's an upgrade. And sometimes upgrades can be difficult, right? If you upgrade from an old phone to a new phone, sometimes the difficulty of that is having to transfer specific files over specific apps. You know that setup? Oh, that setup, goddammit. <laughs> right? That setup. That setup. That setup. That's what burnout is. Burnout is the setup of a new reality and the, the transferring of all the stuff and the login informations and the good apps and the orientation of all the apps. That's what burnout is if you're listening to it correctly. If you're not listening to burnout correctly, burnout is going to burn you out, incinerate you, and then you're going to disappear into the wind and nobody's going to ever hear from you again. Okay, so you need to really allow yourself this opportunity to fully embody every aspect of your journey, loving yourself, understanding this is part of your greater experience with your dharma. Nobody said your dharma was going to be easy and nobody is really following their dharma because shit gets real sometime, right? Everybody fantasizes about the dharma, but when it gets real, everybody flinches. And oh, I don't want it, I don't want it. I want to look from afar and say, oh, it's so pretty, I wish I could do that. And then I'm going to complain that I can't do it because I already know that I got to change and I won't change because it's just not my vibe. But I'm going to sit here and complain anyway. That's literally what happens with everyone. Don't be that person. Think like a shaman. You're dope. You're amazing. If I can do it, you can do it. 100. If I can do it, you can do it. You can do it, mister. You can do it, lady. Okay? You can do it, them. You can do it. Because it's all within you. All the answers are here. And now I just gave you the tips so you can stay focused. You can hit the next peak. I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending all the love. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching with me to empower yourself into your highest vibration, check out the links in the description or visit us at onzohigh.us.